Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. When you're in balance, the world is right. It feels right, like, oh man, everything's zeroed out, I'm not missing anything. It's good. How many of you know that a lot of people live out of balance lifestyles now? Out completely out of balance, just totally and completely out of balance. And that's not good. Why is out of balance not good? Well, in real life, if you're suf suffering from equilibrium loss and your body's out of balance, you don't feel right. Let me give you a great example, okay? My wife and I eat pretty stinking healthy, all right? We eat healthy. My wife cooks a lot. I love her food. We eat at home a lot. Now, we love to eat out as well, but when we eat out, we're careful. Well, yesterday was meal prep day. So Jen had the food, getting, getting food ready for the week, cooking up a storm, all kinds of stuff, even for lunch today, family lunch, and we were just getting ready on that, and Jen was like, baby, why don't you just get you something today? Of course, she assumes I'm going to go get something moderately healthy, right? So yesterday, I thought I'd fudge. I was craving. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's cheap and fast or I just wanted the french fries. I was craving McDonald's. I don't remember the last time I had McDonald's. I don't know if it's a, that type of McDonald's meal. I don't know if it's a few months. I don't know. But I ate it, and you guys are going to love this. I felt sick. I was sitting there thinking, man, this is great, man. I had two double little hamburgers, a small fry, a parfait, and a water to balance it out. And I finished eating, and I, like, stumbled out to the car. I felt sick. I was dizzy. Oh, man, just like that, I noticed a difference. Something was out of balance. Had to go home, eat some healthier stuff, work out, so I'd feel better. Your body, your mind, your soul, God, more importantly, warns us when things are out of balance. We've got to get things into balance, all right? And how do we do that? Well, let's start off with something great here. Something great is Matthew 6, 33. Great and true, this is life's balance right here. This is the core of it all. Once you put God first, everything else is going to line up, I promise you. If you keep putting God first, family's going to line up. All your main concerns, family, your afterlife, your money, your health, they're going to line up. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Another translation says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So let's read that together on the count of three. One, two, three. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. One more time. One, two, three. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. It all starts with putting God first. Now the world doesn't know how to do that. So once you've accepted Jesus, you've you're tapping into a secret that God is first. It's all about God. It's all about loving God and putting Him first. Pastor had a series recently about loving God. Loving God, loving God, putting Him first. It's so important. Because all the time we talk about, well, God loves me, and that's true. But what about loving God? That's part of life's balance. Let's talk about priorities. Let's talk about priorities. Could you put those priorities on there? And some may say, man, I don't agree with this. How, how can I be number two on the list? Look at this. God, you, your spouse, if you have a spouse, if not, well, slide the children up under you. And if you don't have the children, slide work up under you. Now, this can change. This can change. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, those first three, you don't need to mess with those. You can add in serving at church before work. You can do that. If that's possible, that's great. That'd be ideal. But this is a regular situation. It's God, you, your spouse, your children, then your work and everything else. Then after work is maybe, I don't know, mom and dad. Or maybe you say, man, i got to put mom and dad before work. They're ailing, and that's important. you gotta, you got to learn some of these and learn the balance of switching some of these things off. But how many of you know God needs to be first no matter what? Number two, you need to take care of yourself. I don't mean you always putting yourself before others and being selfish and stingy. I don't mean that. What I mean by that is something my mom and dad taught me growing up, is if you're not okay, then your family's not okay. If you're not okay, how are you going to be able to help your spouse, your husband, or your wife? If you're messed up, you're struggling, how are you going to be able to be a blessing to people around you? If you're not okay, how are you even going to make it to work and perform there? So you need to be okay. So make sure God is first, and if God is truly first, a lot of this stuff will line up. But make sure you're taking care of yourself. I'm going to focus on taking care of ourselves a little bit here in a minute. But look at this verse. It's out of the King James Version, Philippians 4.5. I like this. Some of your translations may say reasonableness instead of moderation. Reasonableness is actually a synonym of moderation. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Let your balance be noticed by everybody. The Lord is at hand. Jesus is on his way. God is with us. God expects a lot from us. Let your balance be known unto all people. Be balanced. Did you know folks notice when your life's out of balance, don't they? Folks notice when something is out of balance. you got to be temperate. Temperate. Being temperate is being balanced, being even keel, being level. We see imbalance and excess everywhere and at every level, don't we? You guys have seen the meme. I talked about it before. You've seen the little meme that they text you on your phone, a little picture, a joke. It said, man, I got to be at work in three and a half hours, but the next Netflix episode starts in 26 seconds. <laughs> three in the morning. What? That's out of balance. I notice now that people don't ask, what show are you into? They say, what are you binging? Y'all have caught that, huh? What are you binging? That's, that's freaky. I'm going to tell you right now, even clean shows, if I start to get over two or three episodes, even on our, a day with my wife, time where we're vegging or hanging out, we like to watch clean stuff. We like educational documentaries. We like other clean stuff. We like to watch shows together. I'm going to tell you right now, me personally, I don't know about you, I've watched some shows, three or four episodes, and I start to get irritable. People are like, man, what's his problem? I'm imbalanced at that point. Okay? It's too much. It gets to be too much. Some of you are like, Pastor Matt, you don't even know. I knocked out a full season in one sitting. I pressed pause to use the restroom. I didn't sleep. I brought a porta potty into the living room so I didn't have to go to the restroom. Excess. I remember years ago, there was... Two or three different instances of guys, guys, now this is embarrassing, these are men. Men that played video games until they died. Look it up on the internet, it happened. I don't know if they weren't eating, I don't know if they were holding their breath, I don't know what they were doing. They died playing video games for like 15, 20, 30 hours. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? We've had folks that have passed on and went to be in glory and they went to heaven and they battled through cancer and they fought honorably or they died in war, or something happened to them, and it was like they went out 
they went out like a champion. But can you imagine going to somebody's funeral like, what happened? Oh, he was playing video games. Wait, what? Like, he was playing video games. Yeah, he died on the screen and then he died in person. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But that's embarrassing. That is imbalance. I've told you the story several years ago. Heard about a story of a young lady. She was 21 and her organs were shutting down. They went to check what's, what's wrong with her. She went to the doctor. Turned out she had only eat, had a steady diet of chicken nuggets for years. That's all she ate. Look it up. I'm not making this. Stranger than fiction. Chicken nuggets. And I bet they weren't like the new healthy, organic, gluten-free, whatever. They were just chicken nuggets. We see imbalance and excess everywhere. I first got married, and I was more of a video gamer at the time. I've kind of outgrown it. I still like video games, but I remember there'd be times I'd play a video game. I'd be loosening up. It'd be the day after I preached, or it'd be a day off, or I'd be kicking back. And me and my wife would start to talk. She's like, baby, two hours is a long time. It is. I didn't realize it. And I was never one of them eight-hour gamers at the house. I just wasn't, or all night. But I had to learn some balance and boundaries and say, man, this is too much. Can't, can't go too long, all right? So how to balance it out? How can we balance it out today? That is the title of this message is how to balance it out. How to balance it out. We talk about cash drawers. We talk about our equilibrium. People have had inner ear problems and they're out of balance and the world just doesn't seem right. So how to balance out your life? Point one, look at this. This is easy right here. Let's go back to the basics. As a believer, you got to get back into prayer and the Word. Talking to a close friend of mine this past week, and we talked about the importance of both. Prayer should lead you to the Word, and the Word should lead you to prayer. Now, I've always had a special love affair with God's Word, but growing up, I'd, I'd get in the Word. When I was seeking God, I'd get in the Word, but I'd struggle with prayer. I don't know if it was the discipline of it. I don't know, because I'm a talker, and you'd think that I would just be willing to just sit down in a disciplined fashion and talk to God. Obviously, I've gotten better at that over the years. I seek God. I talk to Him. I pray, as long as doing the Word. But these lend balance to each other. Some people, I've heard some people pray who don't read the Word. I've heard them at this altar. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not. But over the years, I've heard people pray some crazy prayers. Crazy. Dad tells a story about someone who said, Pastor, would you pray with me? I'm praying that God will kill my husband so I can get a younger one. Someone came to him and said that. Do you think she was reading her Bible? I seriously doubt it. I seriously doubt that. It's like praying, God, you know what? I just want to seek you, Lord, but I'm having a real craving for all kinds of drugs, and just would you bless me with a bunch of drugs so I can use them? That sounds dumb, doesn't it? It's an over-exaggeration. That's a hyperbole. I'm to it's totally an exaggeration. But you tend to pray crazy stuff as a human if you don't know God's will and you don't know His Word. So you've got to put these two together, prayer and the Word. Somebody look at me and say, prayer and the Word. Look me in the eyeballs here say, prayer and the Word. Prayer and the Word. Indispensable. Hey, you're going to go through seasons, man, where you're praying more than you get into the Word. I understand that. But your ultimate goal to, should be to balance those out. Get into the Word and prayer. I've seen people that read a chapter of the Word and pray. Read another chapter and pray. I've seen people that say, man, no, I just pray my 30 minutes and then I get into the Word. Or I read the Word first and then I pray. However it looks, you need both, I promise. 
I promise. It's the only way, only way we can fulfill this verse. Let's go to 3 John, verse 2. 3 John, verse 2. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Interesting. Is there any way, is it too much of a hassle to do that one in New King James Version? No rush. If you can, great. If not, that's my fault because I only had you do the new living. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. I think New King James may be a little clearer on this one on 3 John 1-2. Check this out. Beloved, I wish above all else that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. What is your soul? Let's break that down. See, there is a difference between soul and spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So one of the apostles is writing a letter to some believers, and he's saying, man, I want you to prosper and succeed in everything just as your soul is succeeding. Just as your soul is succeeding. Do you see the picture of balance there? The picture of balance. And you can only have that picture of balance through prayer and the Word. Hey, counseling's good. I'm all for someone being able to talk to someone who's not a member of their family and get it all out on the table. That's fine. Especially Christian counseling, that's fine. But you got to be balanced with that too. At the same time, many times some of your best counseling is just being around other believers and coming to the altar and pray. That's the best counseling. I remember, I remember over the years, I remember mom that would talk to people and talk to people and talk to people sometimes, and there'd be these unique folks that it'd be the same thing over and over again, and finally mom would go, Babe, you need to just get to the altar. We're not going to talk about it anymore. We've already talked about all of this. Babe, those that were under Pastor Barbara or served with Pastor Barbara or went to Pastor Barbara, you're, you're kind of giggling now because she'd say, Babe, it's enough. God is with you. He has his promises. You need to go spend time with God now. Go to the altar. Go pray. And she would always throw in there and make sure you're reading the Word. Read the Word. Read the prayers that avail much. It's a book of Christian prayers, all Scripture-based. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Good health. Somebody say good health. Even as your soul prospers. So complete prosperity, complete health. Pastor John just started a series today in Surge, a class called Prosperity. And I believe it's more geared toward financial prosperity, but God is concerned about all of you. Would somebody repeat that after me? Say, God is concerned about all of me. Yeah, all of you. He's concerned about all of you. So you got to do both, prayer and the Word. They go together. They balance your life and priorities. It's putting God first and getting to know Him, okay? Getting to know Him. So that's prayer and the Word, number one. Point two today. It's a four-letter word. Check this out. Can you guess what it is? Point two. 50 bonus points for you, young lady. Come on down, right? <clears throat> Rest. R-E-S-T. Now, this is not if you're struggling with laziness. Oh, man, I need rest. No, no. I, I don't think I'm talking to anybody in here. You said, man, I'm just lazy. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do any. I don't want to mow the lawn or have it mowed. No. Rest is a balanced place where we come to when you've been working regularly, too. But we need rest. I know some of you don't see it this way, <clears throat> but new studies now are saying that folks that are on their phone all the time, it is not restful at all. Late at night, looking at the, the bright screen, it is, your mind does not rest. Just searching and surfing, and I don't even think they call it surfing the web anymore. It's just like they're on social media, and it, they're trolling, and they're 
Scrolling. Scrolling rhymes with trolling. Trolling is like, like stalking people online, I think, right? But scrolling, scrolling through. And it's crazy, right? You do it and I've done it. You have a, especially you have a smartphone, you pull it out. I've, I've done this. It's like you get bored for a moment, you just pull your phone out and look at it. Nothing's happening, nothing new. You're like, man, I wish I had text messages. Wish I had a notification from Facebook. I don't know, right? Rest. People are imbalanced. Let me tell you right now. I like, I, I'm not a Facebook guy. You know my story. You know my testimony. I use it for garage sale. I love all the garage sales. I'm a member of all of them locally that I can be part of because I love selling more than buying. I love to sell stuff. It's not bolted down at the house. Jen knows. I'm, I'm like, man, can we sell that? That would be great, man. Get a little profit on that right there. That would be fun. I get a rush from selling things legally and morally, okay? But <clears throat> show you how imbalanced people are. I go to bed at night, put my ringer on silent, right? <clears throat> I'm off my phone completely by 10 p.m. But many times I've listed items, and there's an item that people like. You know, what? it's crazy when I wake up in the morning and I see what time they messaged me. People that I don't know maybe direct messaged me or they commented on the post and say, hey, is this item available? 2 a.m. Why would it matter at 2 a.m. if it's available? It's not going to matter till the sun rises again. That is imbalance. That is a lack of rest. What are you doing? Maybe you're on graveyards though at work. I can understand that, but maybe you shouldn't be on your phone anyway unless you've just got a, one of those jobs you sit and watch and wait. Okay? But I see that there's a lack of rest going on. Folks need to put their phones away. I've seen 12 and 1 and 2 and 3 in the morning. They're like, is this item available? And I know it's imbalanced because the next day I'm like, oh, great, this may be sold, Yvonne. I'll message them, no response, never hear from them again. They were just up late tripping out, man. They were wanting to impulse buy at 3 a.m. I've had that all the time. I want this item, and it's at a weird time, and you get back with them, and they don't, you never hear nothing from them. Rest, folks. Put that phone away, perhaps. Learn to take naps if they're available. If you can, take a nap. It doesn't have to be every day, but hey, man, an hour nap does folks good if you can fit it in. Trust me. And don't work seven days a week. Don't work seven days a week. Okay? You don't want to do that. It's great imbalance. Told the story of a guy who was putting in all kinds of overtime. He was sleeping in his truck. He was eating bologna sandwiches. They found him out at the job site dead. Isn't that sad? That was years ago I heard that story. True story out here in the oil pouch. I think it was in Denver City. He was making money, doing it, sleeping in his truck, eating junk food. Man, he died out there. Man, can you imagine? Oh, what happened? Did he die in war? No, he just he died eating a bologna sandwich out there. He's overdoing it. That's terrible, man. That's terrible. We've got to learn to rest. Let's go to Mark 6.31. We know that Jesus rested. Jesus rested. Look at this. He said, let's go off by ourselves. He's talking to the disciples to a quiet place. And rest a while. He said this because there what? There were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. <laughs> I've been in situations like that where my life got so busy I was skipping lunch and everything. And y'all are looking at me going, man, come on, skinny bones. Don't be forgetting lunch. Why is it some skinny people forget to eat? That's so weird. That's imbalance, though. My wife has even told me, baby, baby, come on. Sit down and eat with me. Sit down. Standing there talking to her all excited, eating, shoveling food in my mouth. 
burning calories where I'm trying to hold on to a few. Got to rest. Take a lunch break if you can. Don't work seven days a week. Do not. Here's living proof that you shouldn't work seven days a week unless something comes up and you had to do it for a short season. But look at this. I really highly recommend against it. Look at Genesis 2-3. What does this say? And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from what? From all his work of creation. God rested. Honey child, you need to rest. If God rested, you need to rest. Somebody raise their right hand. Let's make a promise. Somebody say, I'm going to do better at that. All right, God bless you. You already said it, and you said it in church with your right hand raised. I think that means something valuable. All right. So God rested. You need to rest. But hey, get to bed on time. That is being balanced. Some of you say, what time do you go to bed? Ah, oh, between uh, 10.30 and 2 a.m. That's irregular. That is irregular. You don't want that. That throws your body off when you're going to bed at just crazy different times. We're in bed pretty early. We're in bed pretty early because we wake up pretty early. Sometimes our eyes just spring open, bling, early, early. And I don't want to get out of bed that early. Jen is a real morning person, and she just wakes up so early. But we, we get to bed early. So make sure your, your goal is eight hours of sleep. Let that be your goal. I know there's other circumstances. There's babies. There's work. There's stress. There's life. There's loud neighbors. I don't know what. But let your goal be eight hours. Also, take vacations. Take vacations. Some of you put that off forever. You say, man, we can't afford it. Save for it. Prepare for it. You say, man, we can't. Do Lubbock is only an hour and a half away, and you're not going to bump into hardly anybody that you know there. It's a big city. Go to Lubbock on vacation for two or three days if you need to. Really. We've done it over the years. We had to, man. We had to. You need a vacation. Make sure you take vacation. And I believe exercise can be part of rest because it de-stresses you so that you can rest. There's times, even when I'm straining, exercising, that it's restful for me. It takes my mind off this other stuff, okay? So make sure, make sure you're doing that too, but learn to rest. Practice it. You have questions about it, talk to me about it. Really, I'll give you some advice and some wisdom about it. I've had to learn how to rest. Some people are just, you only get one body, guys. You get one chance at this. You, you were born, and then you got born again when you accepted Jesus. But, man, you only get one body. He didn't give you a new body unless he healed you. But you still have that same body. you got to take care of it, okay? So make sure you're resting, all right? Please, please. Check this out now. Point three. This is so important, not just because of our connect groups, but that ties perfectly into this. Connect with other believers. That's a way to stay balanced. I've noticed that folks that shy away and they run away from Christian relationships, they start thinking weird. God did not create you to be a Lone Ranger. And those of you that are old enough to remember the Lone Ranger, even he had Tonto. Okay? Even he had Tonto. So um, he wasn't all alone. He was the Lone Ranger, but he had a partner. Okay? And he was out serving people. So make sure you connect with other believers. That's so important. Why? Well, you need to be around people who share your faith. That's why you're here on a Sunday morning, huh? Folks that share your faith. How many of y'all believe in Jesus? Say amen. amen. Look how easy that was. Here you are, like-minded people. We can agree on that. The rest is just details. It's good to be in contact with others who have different thoughts, personalities, 
and ideas. We got some connect group, groups going on, and the men, if you're interested, talk to Noe. He's got one running, up and running. Pastor John has one for the youth. Um, I believe in January we're going to have some more. Um, this fall we're going to have some more couples connect groups in here. There's lots of ladies connect groups already. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's good for your soul to be around other believers. You don't feel alone. It balances you out. Imbalance is this. Nobody loves me. How many of you know that's a lie? Like my mom used to say, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Then she shortened it to, that is a lie from the pit. Nobody loves me, man. Oh, get in a group. You'll see that you're actually likable. People like you and they love you. They want you to belong. So connect groups, yeah. Come into church on a Sunday or Wednesday. Get connected. Be around people. Be around godly family. Say, man, I'm trying to serve God, but my family's ungodly, and I can't just hang around with my extended family. They're cussing and drinking and all this. Get around believers. Come to church. Get around them. Don't be a lone ranger. It's good to be in contact with like-minded people. Okay? You don't want to be out on your own. Use this example several times. I believe I used it Wednesday. In, in the military, who do you think the enemy wants to attack? They would prefer to attack the people who have strayed away, the stragglers, those who have strayed away from the main body of the army, right? You're easy to beat. Did you know there's probably nobody on earth that could, if, if there's no weapons, all things being equal, I use this example Wednesday night, there's probably nobody on earth that could whip everybody in this room all together. I don't care if they're the toughest jujitsu, martial artists, kenpo, aikido, taekwondo. Because we start running toward them and they could fight off three or four people maybe and they're awesome and they're a ninja or whatever they are. But you throw enough bodies at them, we're just going to collapse on them and dogpile them, huh? They can't whip us all. They can't whip all of us. That's why you need to be in a connect group. That's why you need to connect with fellow believers. That's why teenagers need to go to youth, man, and get in them small groups. And Man, it's amazing. It's amazing when you're in a group and you feel stronger, you feel better, you know that you're understood, even if it's not completely. You say, man, I'm understood to a point at least. I can't explain everything, but I know I got somebody nearby who's empathizing with me. Say, man, I'm praying with you. Or, now that we've lost mom, man, I tell you what, I can tell people, man, I understand what it's like to lose somebody close to you. Somebody who's always been there. I understand. You know the power of that statement right there? I understand. It's powerful. Or maybe somebody who's been a single mom or a single dad raising kids on their own, and somebody else has done it, and they say, I understand what you're going through. I know it's not easy. It's tough. Stay connected. Be connected with people of faith, other believers, okay? Let's go to Hebrews 10.25 as I wrap this up. Hebrews 10.25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, okay? Especially now that the day of his return, the return of Jesus, is drawing near. Let's go back to the beginning of that verse. I'm going to just read the first part again. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Okay, keep meeting together, man. Come to church on Sunday and Wednesday. Stay planted. Stay connected. Go to small group, which is our connect groups, ladies and men, and we're going to have some couples small groups coming up. It's going to be amazing. Stay connected. Why? You need to be encouraged. You need to belong. You need to have people around you that say, I love you. I understand. I'm praying for you. You know, it, it touches my heart. It's amazing how much it touches my heart for someone to say, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And when I tell people that, I make sure that I'm doing it. I'm not just saying it, all right? 
Let's go back through our points today on how to balance it out. First one is prayer and the Word. Make sure you're doing both. As a believer, you've got to get in the Word and prayer. You've got to. You've got to rest. Rest. Make sure that you connect with other believers. Let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes this morning, if you would, please. First things first. Talk about living a life of balance. First way to do that is to make Jesus the Lord of your life. 